0: because I felt that if I'm going to work with her or any player, I need to be present, and I need to be available. (coughs) Every day? Every day, and I need to make sure that the base is set well for them to train.
1: I'm James Zug, and this is Outside the Glass. The squash world has marked the retirement of Nicole David in a number of ways. The way Outside the Glass would like to... uh, approach it now uh, we did, we did a, uh, an interview with Nicole uh, a couple of months ago but now we'd like to put out an uh, interview I did with Liz Irving uh, at the World Championships in Chicago in March. Liz and I uh, sat down and talked about her role in uh, mentoring and, and guiding Nicole uh, from when she was a young age uh, for about 17 years. Uh, through to uh, into her retirement a real uh, you know real powerful uh, example of leadership and um, and and mentoring. enjoy all right so let's let's start at the beginning when did you first meet Nicole because you told me that she came to um, Amsterdam for just a quick visit mm-hmm. um, was that the first time you'd met her or you no I'd seen
0: her on the tour I'd played her I'd actually played her when she was about poof uh, Sixteen, something like that. I mean, I was struggling with injuries on my lower back. I, I just couldn't put the work in, so I, I was playing. I think the tour. Um, yeah, maybe. She? I think she was about sixteen, mm. and uh, I played her, and she bloody beat me because really? well, she just kept getting the ball back, and I'm just like, come on, I can't physically last this because I wasn't very fit. I was kind of playing but managing my injury and, which isn't really the best way to go but it was different in those days you didn't have the support network around you so you were kind of doing your own thing a lot of the time
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah but anyway she beat me and I thought wow this kid is really good you know very fast mentally really good and um, but still needed a lot to do to develop her game at senior level but she definitely had the X factor as a junior and you, sure. you,
1: you could tell that after your one
0: match. I could tell when I even saw a train when she was fourteen. Used to see her practicing and just seeing the focus and the dedication in drills was just no one was working like that then. Not even at that even age. At,
1: even at age fourteen. Yep,
0: totally focused, really. And I was like, wow, gee, mentally she's she's really there. Yeah. So then I saw her play and I thought, wow, she's really fast. You know, so mentally and physically really good, but again, a junior. So I mean. You know, they have so much to develop from junior to senior level. And then she came to Amsterdam with her coach, uh, Richard Glanfield, at the time. They stopped in for, I think they were there for a week or two. And um, we got on court together and had a couple of sessions. And it was just really nice. And there was a really nice click. And um, so that was fine. And then she went off and, you know, continued with the tour. And and then um, I think came in again for a second trip a little stop stop by got on court again together and then a few months later Malaysia emailed me and sort of said hey you know we'd love to send Nicole and Sharon we to you for say five weeks for a little training stint and I thought yeah that'd be wonderful they're very welcome so I set them up actually they stayed with me for those five weeks they did yeah no way oh it was fun it was really good fun Everyone laughing every day, giggling away. It was it was fantastic. And
1: that's the first time you really got to know her. That's
0: the first time I really got to know her. And um, so we got on court every day, and it just really clicked. Something was there, you know.
1: So sometimes when you get on court with somebody, does it not click?
0: Yeah, sometimes and so it how, doesn't.
1: How like how is that different? Like what?
0: Well, I think when I was on court with Nicole, you could see her willingness to learn, mm. to really apply herself. And when I would do something with her, she could do it straight away. Didn't mean she could do it, you know, for the next two hours, but she showed that she could really adapt and change. So, yeah, we just sort of started on a really simple little process. Um, and after five weeks, it just, you know, it felt really good. And she um, she loved it there. And Squash City in Amsterdam, you know, fabulous club. And they just welcomed her and all the other players that have worked with with open arms and totally supportive. And um, it just seemed to go from there. And then after she'd been there for five weeks, um, I think, you know, she decided that she wanted to base there. Right. So I then set up with accommodation and, you know, had all of that done. And her and Sharon shared an apartment in the centre of Amsterdam. Right. And, um, yeah, so it just sort of went from there. And it just... I remember we walked me- by,
1: you and I walked by one of her apartments or maybe yes, both yes the one in the center near yeah. The, yeah 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 that was the second one or that, that was, was the th- first one that was the first one yeah
0: yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so that's where she lived and they trained and um mm. it was great yeah. it's just really good and we started on this you know you've, when you've got a player of nicole's caliber as a junior so double world junior champion she's shown her full potential as a junior It it is responsibility and, you know, you've got to be ready to take that responsibility on, which I was. Because, you know, I felt that if I'm going to work with her or any player, I need to be present. And I need to be available. uh, Every day. Every day. And I need to make sure that the base is set well for them to train. Yeah. Um, So it's not just about coaching. It's about how to create an environment Mm. that's really positive for them to, you know... Train comfortably every day, feel happy in their environment. And um, so, yeah, so it sort of went from there. And, um, you so know. So, you,
1: you said um, when she arrived that you you talked to her and said, you know, you're, you're going to win a world championship without me or with me? Absolutely, because she was
0: destined to be a world champion. That yeah. was absolutely clear. But she had to do a lot of work. She really, I mean, she had the ability to do it. Definitely once or twice. Mm. If she never worked again on a game from that moment, I think definitely with the the group of players she was around at the time, you know, she was just going to keep getting better and better from experience on the court of playing them. But to really, you know, get longevity at the top end of the game, you've got to keep developing and growing as a player.
1: So... You said, you know, there's such a gap between a junior player and a senior player. Mm-hmm. So what was what is that gap? Or what was the gap for Nicole specifically? Well, I
0: think the gap for Nicole was learning how to think tactically in a better way. Mm. You know, like, I remember I got her on for a match and I thought, right, I'm just going to do a bit of an assessment here of her thought process. So the shots she's trying to play in certain positions and, you know, capitalising on opportunities and where does she feel they are and she played the match and I sort of, you know, just said we have to change pretty much everything, you know, you have to really learn where your opportunities lie and not <clears throat> trying to take them in the wrong positions so that was pretty key, that was a, like a little bit of an aha moment I think for her and then just really making the fundamental basics strong. Um, stripping it back and sort of rebuilding it again. Technically, tactically.
1: So what, uh, what about the techniques? Like in terms of the swing or the movement? Or yeah, we what? had to do a
0: lot of work with a swing. You know, like it was pretty ingrained. She's mm. been coached for a very long time as a junior. Right. Um, so, you know... There are a lot of areas I just was not happy with, mm-hmm. with, with a technique, so... Like what? Um, I can't divulge too much. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> 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 no, just basically, you know, working on the swing elements, mm. you know, getting the, um, you know, preparation phase of the swing, getting, you know, the racket head drop at the right point, getting a bit more cut on the ball... Mm. You know, not flattening the swing as much as she was. Yeah, um, yeah. You yep. know, and then really that was the first part. Then and that, next...
1: is, that, is that like a couple of weeks or a couple of months or a couple of years? Oh, that was a
0: year at least. Just constant reinforcing. And
1: is that typical, that it takes a while to really, you know, somebody, she, she, she's 18, 19, 20 years old?
0: It was pretty ingrained in her. Yeah. You know, she'd been <clears throat> coached for a very long time. You know, I think if she hadn't been as coached mm. as long, it would have been... Probably less ingrained, of course. Mm. Um, huh. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, it took a while to really make that more solid in her game. So it was a, and you know, there were so many elements to work on.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, you got the, the you, you've got your, your your depth of play game. You've got your volley. You've got your angles. You've got your, your short game. Um, you've got your strategy. Um, you know. All sorts of things you can't do it in a year you know that's kind of I saw that as a three three year process at least mm. to get her to an established position of maintaining you know her position at the top end yeah um,
1: uh, the the tactics I mean this is like a key part of the game is knowing what you can do and you know, depending on where your opponent is and the ball, like doing the right thing. That's right. And, and it, 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 you know, yeah. it's so obvious when you're off court, but when you're in the match, yep. You 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 know, yeah. That's a key difference between a good player and a great player. Yeah,
0: and a player awareness, and you know, being totally aware of where your opponent is coming from. You know, we all talk about where's your opponent, but yep. it's, you only know where they are from where they're coming from. Yep. So it's not like it's the only way.
2: Yeah.
0: So. Players kind of don't think about that. When you get them to be a little bit more active in their thinking, they go, "Oh, I haven't thought about it like that." Simple, you know. So then you can start that, you know, strategy of sending them as far away from the ball or wrong-footing them. So it's this: how, you know, it's how do you learn these things without, you know, making it a big task? It's got to get into that subconscious layer.
1: Well, it's got to become instinctive because you don't have enough time, right? good, good, good. I mean, in, no tennis, time. in tennis or golf, you have, you know, lots of time mm. to really think. And
0: you see where your opponent is. <coughs>
1: they're in front and of you. you see,
0: you always see them. Whereas in squash, they're right behind you. So you haven't got eyes in the back of your head. You've just got to be, You. it's that, and you can't think, well, I've played across court. They've boasted out of the back. Mm. They're coming from that back... You can't, it doesn't work like that it's just awareness yeah. and that's what they develop skills as a junior right and I think what's important um, for juniors is that they learn to compete yeah. it's not about being coached you know you can overcoach them and then really it's you know if they're not coached in a way that maybe is technically sound or you know but it's very ingrained and it makes it a little bit harder for them as the senior players to get over a few. Little inadequacies, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm not a big believer in overcoaching as juniors. I think they really need to take more, uh, they have to be more accountable for themselves mm. in their learning how to problem solve. Right. You know? Right. Um,
1: That's a great point.
0: Yeah. I think that gets a bit lost. Too many players, and I see that over here in the States, they're all reliant on the coach telling them what to do. Yeah. We never had that.
1: No. Well, you never had—you probably never had a coach at a tournament with you. Like, no, you just walked off the court after the game, got some water, sat there.
0: Yeah, I had to think about my match, and, and then I out. could go to my coach and say, "Look, this is what, this happened. what happened
1: last weekend. I think
0: that because of this X, Y, yeah. and Z is where I went wrong, or right. because of X, Y, and Z, I won the match." And that's when you start this sort of conversation with your coach, and that's what I did with Nicole as well. I really tried to make her feel always accountable for what she's doing on the court. And there, I was just there to help um, mould it, you know, mm. left or right or, you know, pick this up a little bit more or, yeah. you know, let's not focus on that now. Let's focus on this. This is more of a core area. You need to be more strong before you start to focus on this. So that's kind of how I, uh, you know, that was our little journey. And, you know, I used to have people coming up to me and saying, God, she needs to get a short game work. I right. said, I know. right. Uh, you're not telling me anything I don't know, you know? However, there's a few other things that need to be stronger.
2: Mm.
0: I said, she'll play the drop shot at the right time. It doesn't have to be the best drop shot. Right. But she'll know when to take that ball short and how to move them. But I'm more focused on a few other things at the moment. So, but
1: And you can't but, do everything at once, right? No, like, you
0: can't. You can't. Because the thought it takes... time a day.
1: And you can't overload them.
0: No. Because so, remember, when you get a player as a junior, and they've been, as I said, coached for a long time, yeah. their way of thinking is very ingrained. Yeah. To change that, it's piece by piece. It's yeah. not, you know, when you're having to change technique, even restructure movement patterns of footwork. Right. Um, think new strategies that you hadn't been doing before. Mm. You know, you can, that's that's not a year, that's three to so four would, years. You,
1: would you take uh like a, a week where you were just training would you on monday you know uh, you were training in the morning mm-hmm. so in the, you, we'd always
0: get on court in the morning together uh depending on you know
1: yeah.
0: availability if she had someone that she could play a match with and it was maybe early part of the day yeah we'd you know it was always flexible right um yeah, but, we'd normally but on hit in average, the mornings. You'd get in the yeah, morning. Yeah, every day we get on and do our structured stuff. Yeah, and then she would go on for the afternoon to try and apply that in her drills, match play. Yeah, and we'd always have little mini focuses so that because you only learn by what you do, you know, that's it. Yeah, and you learn from the previous rallies that you're playing. Mm. So, if you're if you're doing a shot and it's getting you in trouble every time, well, why on earth are you going to keep doing that? When you're not winning the point. It's kind of like, well, I'm learning in the previous rallies that I've played in this game, mm. that's not working for me. Right. So I need to change it. Right. Or, this is working for me. You know? So that's how you bring these things into your yeah. game. It's not... it's Because it's all improvisation at the end of the day.
1: Well, it is. The whole
0: sport yeah. is. Yeah. So, but you
1: have to know... That the greatest jazz musicians know, you know how to shape the improvis- improvisation yeah, yeah. And
0: not, that's it and you have to explore balance. and you have to learn and you know make mistakes And so would you
1: like on that week would you just work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday on mm-hmm. one particular aspect or would you say on Mondays we're going to work on this tomorrow we're not going to do anything about that we're going to work on that
0: you yeah you've got to be careful not to overload it as well so we would make it sort of this would be a focus but we'll add little because I get Sidetracked on the court because I start seeing things again. I'm like, oh yeah, we got to add this in because that's going to be a very big part of this point, you know, position or. Yeah. <laughs> so I start to branch off, off, but we yeah. get back again. But right. that's also stimulating to the player.
1: Yeah. Well, you can't just say for the next nine months we're only working it on your forehand. No,
0: exactly. So I always <clears> mixed it up. Yeah. But we always got back to the the main and focus. And with
1: the main focus, last a couple of weeks or? Oh,
0: it could be a couple of months, three About months. months, yeah. three months. About. Yeah. Yeah, until I felt I was happy. About with it. one
1: thing like, like movement, say. Yeah, you, you, would, yeah. you would until
0: just... I felt that I felt happy when I saw it and I thought, Ah, now that's coming in, that's really good. Now we've got the space to maybe add yes, and something else. Build around it. But you have to be very careful you don't start bombarding mm. you know, players with as I said, there's a lot to do to to shape a player. Yeah. And, you know, they've got their process which, you know and look, Nicole's a completely different player to the, uh, me as a player. Mm. Yeah. You know, oh, in every sense of the word. Mentally and everything. Yeah. So, you know, I was very um, careful about working in well, line with her personality. Make,
1: not trying to make her be Liz Irving Jr. No,
0: God, no. No, no, not cloning. You'd, you yeah. know, you've really got to work with players' what, strengths what and now. what they're about and oh. the way they, you know. It would be like, you know, someone saying to me, stop playing all your angles Liz you know because you've just got to be that straight, straight up and down. you've got to play yep. more straight up and down the wall straight up and down the wall and I'd be thinking well yeah great that's going to bore the hell out of me if I'm going to be hitting up and down the wall when I've got an opportunity to put it away you know right so it's whereas Nicole's not like that she's structured disciplined mm. she can wear her opponent down certainly with the tin height you know at 19 but yeah you know And then lowering the tin just completely changed the whole thing. So, again, it's been very ingrained in her, this structured way of playing with the 19-inch tin.
2: Yeah.
0: And, again, it's like going from junior to senior. It's ingrained. We've got to change it. Yeah. Then you've got the lower tin, which means it's relentless if you just get that ball Mm. just above the tin and you're a little bit out of position. It's very hard to get the ball back. Yeah. Whereas Nicole could recover the ball back from yeah. anywhere in the court.
1: Yeah, on 19, yeah. And, but
0: that's what we worked with as well. Right. We worked with that philosophy. So that's been a massive game-changer. Um,
1: more, much more than the scoring?
0: <clears throat> oh, yeah, big game-changer, the 17, more than the scoring.
1: So the scoring was something that you just spent a couple of weeks on and then, or not even...
0: Yeah, it's just we, we were always working with it and, you know, getting it sort of... It's more about being confident yeah. with the scoring not being afraid of it not thinking God you know now they can win a point off the serve Right. I can't worry about that I've just got to make sure my serves are tight you know and I have to be more disciplined less errors
1: but the, the 10 was, was much more severe I mean, oh way more severe, doubt, women, big, yeah. way more severe for women way more severe
0: really yep
1: the um, uh, when I talked to Sarah Fitzgerald, she was saying how she would work specifically on Nicole's volley, like making yes. Nicole volley more.
0: Yeah, and that was something that, you know... You when I were
1: all doing. Yeah, yeah, when
0: I got Nicole to go to Fitzy, I said, Fitzy and I were in touch, and I explained to her, you know, where I feel Fitzy can help her as well, because it's very important when you have other coaches coming in, and I'm a big believer in doing mm. that. It's very important for your player. Um, but that you're on the right page, so I'm not saying one thing and they're saying another. But I knew that wouldn't happen anyway with Fitz. I knew she'd be absolutely getting the same message in yeah. that, I would be, that I'm giving. But it's that in a different way where it just makes the player think a little differently but it's the same thing.
2: Yeah. And that for yeah. me
0: was very important because yeah. Nicole had to bring the volley into her game and I thought, Fitzy is the master of the volley... I'm just going to keep drumming away yeah. at building this into a game, yeah. but I want Nicole to do some specific work with Fitz um, on that. And it was tremendous. I mean, it was just wonderful. And it had a massive impact for Nicole.
1: Mm. Those, those, yeah. those sessions that she did yeah, down there. Yeah,
0: brilliant. <clears throat> and Nicole loved it. It was stimulating. It was, you know... Mm. And that's so important for these girls when they have potential and they want to be a world champion. They Mm. should be mixing with world champions, having opportunity to be with these former world champions, you know. Um,
1: Yeah, you learn so much about little things, preparation, you know. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: I'm sure that kind of, as with you, you know, like, oh, here's what I did the night before a match or whatever, Mm. like these little things that can really help.
0: Yeah, but, you know, world (laughs) champions are a different breed to the rest. They are. Yeah. But, you know, they have that little something extra that gets them over the line. Mm. And, you know, you, you want people like Nicole to be surrounded and influenced by certainly these strong women. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and Vicki Cardwell as well. Yeah. God, talk about tough, you know. And, mes- you know, really good messages when the going gets tough.
2: Yeah.
0: What do you draw on, right. you know. They've got great messages for this. Like, I mean, I have as well, but it's different, you know.
1: Well, barely different. I mean,
0: Yeah, know. but it, it, yeah. it is. They bring a little more yeah. to the table, you know. So I think that, you know, the way I did that, it was very deliberate where that yep. that Nicole went because it had a purpose to yep. what I felt she needed in her game yep. to be really just solidify it.
1: So you, you were just saying about the first world championship, World Open that she won. Mm. Um, you were not expecting... You know, in, in this sort of grand plan, you, you sort of said it might take three years. Or, mm. So what what happened in that tournament?
0: Well, yeah, she won the world championships a year before we sort of had, you mapped know, it out. mapped it out, you know. And so when she came off court, I sat down beside her and I said, you weren't meant to win that. It's next year. And we started laughing. Yeah. So, you know, and it just went from where, there.
1: Where was that? Hong Kong. Hong Kong. She always played really well in yeah. Hong Kong. Yeah. yeah. Huh.
0: Yeah, and that look, it was tremendous. And to be, you know, of course, to be a part of that's just so rewarding, you yeah. know. Um, but boy, she's worked hard, you know. She has this willingness to learn to work hard. And, um, yeah, her work ethic is just amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah.
1: Mm. Um, so then then she gets on, you know, uh, a streak pretty soon after that where, you know, she is world number one. Um and, and sort of maintaining this incredible level mm. um, and it's very very hard to get to be world number one and win a world title but it's also hard or harder to maintain it so
0: absolutely do you
1: remember some of the highlights and lowlights of that you know that that period those, those nine ten years where she was
0: Yeah, well, I think her her desire to win was very strong. Um, Her desire to win for her country was extremely, very passionate about doing well for Malaysia. Big heart, you know. And also to make her family proud and all these things, you know. It came with a lot of pride. Yeah. But she never (coughs) missed a day's training, never missed a session. She worked hard, I tell you. She just... And she's genetically blessed, of course. You know, we all know that. You know, she's a great athlete. But just mentally, her the way she applied herself was really quite unique. Yeah. Because you know how you, you go into a match and you come off and you think, God, I can't remember that. You, like, you're really in the zone. Yeah. She literally was in the zone every match. And when she wasn't, she'd lose.
1: Interesting. So she'd come off and not know what had happened... And you, 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 you would have to explain to her, well, you know, yeah. what you were doing well was yeah. this. Because she just... Yeah, and she said, I can't remember. Every, every, every... Yeah. Mm. Unless, unless she was out of it. And yeah. Then, and then, and then, then it all fell apart. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <clears throat>
1: could you so tell when she was, like, yep. getting into the zone?
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, you see it in the eyes. I could see it before she went on the court. thought, so, yep, there, there she is. She's in it. But that was a technique and skill that she worked on
1: to block everything out
0: and visualization and getting herself in on that court in the match before mm. she even walked on the court that's really th- that she was so dedicated to
1: visualization totally did you did you do that as a player
0: yeah i tried <laughs> i tried <laughs> i don't think my skill was as good as hers. <laughs> now i tended to waft off a little bit focus was a bit difficult for me at times um yeah, but the, she, she's tremendous. I and mean, who
1: taught her that then, or did you teach her?
0: No, well, she learnt in uh, Malaysia. Yeah. Look, she was having mental skills training from the age of 12, I think. Mm. So, so she uh, had
1: a whole system Absolutely, would go into yeah. it. Yeah.
0: yeah, and it's an amazing skill to learn. And if you can learn it at that age, I'll tell you what, it's really <clears throat> hard to learn when you're older. Really? I think so, I think. But to walk off the court and not remember, that's really... You know, that's most, what you want in a way, right? It's what you want. Most that players flexible. say, "I didn't oh, even that achieve that." Oh, that fourth game, I did this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, So I think that's the uniqueness of her, and that's really underestimated. Mm. You know, because we all see her as a good athlete. That's a gimme. Yep. Um, technically, she had a lot of work to do, and you know, will continue to until she stops. You know, she has to always focus on that because it can go a little yep. astray. Um, tactically you know, she worked very hard on that that didn't come naturally to her she had to whole, learn a whole new way yeah. um, but the mental side that was the most important thing and the most powerful thing for her and to, to go nine years, world number one I mean yeah. people can criticise or say, you know, she didn't have a drop shot there or she could have had a better short game And that, forget that she had it mentally, but no one else had
1: yeah. Yeah. and
0: that was the key
1: you, um, would you, in between games, <clears throat> would you, like she's in the zone, you don't want to get her out of the zone. No, exactly, so, so, so keep what, it really simple. So would you just say a couple of things? Yeah, I'd always and,
0: keep very calm. Get the water out. Yeah. There's nothing worse than seeing someone yelling at a player or getting aggressive mm. or putting them under stress right. and firing ten different things at them. It's not a good thing.
2: Right.
0: So um, no, I would always pick on one or two things. That I knew she could sort of switch back into if they were, if she was losing that in her game, Mm. because I knew if that that core problem that was getting her in trouble, Mm. if if she could switch that back on quickly, Mm. then the rest would sort of fall Mm. into place. Because of course she's prepared and she's been practicing it and training it and aware of her. uh, strategy before the match starts mm. so i 'm not telling her anything new we we always just stick just
1: reinforcing just reinforcing talked about
0: the thing that is letting her down in that game, yeah and not bang on about you know whatever yeah, just go straight to the cause, you know it might just be like you fore- g- give me an example it <coughs> might just be like your forehand length is too short, mm. you must deepen your forehand down that wall mm. you know. I'd always say, look, get the ball to the service line. Yeah. Get it up there so at least it's getting back. And then you're, you'll you get back into that reset mode of seeing your opportunities. Mm. And then she'd know what she had to do right. with the opportunities based on the strengths and weaknesses of her opponent. Right. So that's kind of how we, you know... Or I'd, or I'd say, look, you're letting too much go, you've got a volley. You know, on the forehand, you've missed two or three, yep. so get out to that ball more on the forehand... The rest is great, mm. and, or and, I might just say when she's really down and out, believe in yourself and trust your shot. Yeah, that's it, and she go, "Oh, yep."
1: And then what would happen? Like again and again and again, she would just—you would see her doing that mm. in the next game. Yeah. I and mean, she, she would be able to respond. She was sometimes. Able, like, she
0: literally would respond, but right. that was that's what I'm saying. Nine years, world number one, and when I go, it's like. It's, the, it's a coach's dream to go to a player <laughs> and tell them something between games and, and they actually do it. do it
1: well that's what it often like when I'm coaching or I see other you know it doesn't happen no like you say don't do this
0: mm.
1: or do that mm-hmm. you know whatever, whatever is the negative or the positive and then it wouldn't but you know. that
0: was the beauty that was what was so unique you know, I just go I just yeah, scratch my head and think god who it's just really unique that you actually talk to them between games and they change it? and they do it
2: yeah yeah.
0: So yeah. she really... But that's a built trust with your coach. too. Yeah. You. That's a built trust to know that my eyes are, you know... And look, it was just always simple little things. It was never complex.
1: Yeah, yeah. What was the the, the match where you thought she shouldn't have won that and did win it? Or what was the match where you Oh, the
0: one at the US Open. Wow. I, actually, I don't remember too many matches sometimes, but I remember she was down... I don't know. Was it ten six to Joel King or something? I don't know. And I was sitting there thinking, oh well, you know, probably fly back to Amsterdam tomorrow. You know, that's done. And then she just scraped away back and won it. I was like, how yeah, I mean, did she do that? She was gone. So there, there, she's got something that you know yeah. she could pull out when she had to. Um, so what that, about that's what the about in part.
1: Uh, Cairo in twenty? Uh, 20- 2015, 2014?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, look, she had a very difficult year or two, um, you know, having, you know, been so focused for so long. Yeah. Um, when you lose that a little bit, you know, doubt comes in your mind and you have other things happening in your life. And she had a really tough year or two. So for her to pull that one out of the bag, really, she, in, if. In the state that she was in, yeah, mentally, she should never have won that match. She never have won that title. But that just shows... That was her last big push, I think. Yeah. That, to me, was like she had been in a war zone and survived an attack and came out traumatised. She did. Yeah. Yeah. So that match I mean, she,
2: she took was everything out of yeah. her to win it. Yeah. I, mean,
0: I think she took months to recover from that. Yeah. Just what she had to dig deep to to pull that out mentally. It was really, really tough. Do you remember
1: what you said to her after the fourth game, after she saved the match, match balls?
0: Oh, I think I said something like, it's not tactical at that point. It's all mental. It's oh. just really... I think I just said, just believe in yourself and just, you know, you can do this. Just go out there and give it 100%. No, There's nothing else you can say at that point. You can't say hit better length or, you know, get in front and, right. you know. I mean, I might have said something like, you know, the minute, you know, she's behind you and that's it, make sure you get that straight drop in from, right. you know, when they're deep behind you. But I, I don't think I would have even said that, to be honest. I think it was really just believe in yourself. That's that's all you can do. Yeah, but really, I mean, they're not listening at that point. No. I mean, she, she like was so, mode. right,
1: she was so grinding. And yeah, so, survival, that yeah. was it.
0: There's nothing tactically. Yeah. And that's where, you, you know, you can really, you've got to be careful. But I knew her so well. I could see the signs when I needed to give tactical advice or it was just a mental push, yeah. a little belief thing to yeah. creep in. And,
1: and how has she been different in that way than some of the other uh, players you've coached?
0: Um, well, you know... A lot of other players you coach, it's really, you know, you tell them something and they just find it hard to apply um, the tactical change that's needed in a game. They'll continue to keep reinforcing the wrong thing sometimes and I think it's very hard to get out of. You know, like you'll see a player and you'll think every time they've played a backhand drop, it's gone in the tin. Stop playing it from there, just push it back down the wall for a little bit I don't know right. just get it stop going it's not working whereas they keep thinking it's going to work at some point it's going to come off oh there it is I've got one drop shot out, out of seven of yeah. you know so stubborn. we're all yeah. guilty of that you yeah. know
2: yeah.
0: but Nicole just wouldn't do that he'd say don't play a shot at yeah. This yeah. stop that for now worked. just yeah. do this and then get yourself back in and then until you feel then that- yeah. then she would yeah so, I think that's the difference.:
1: What about her worst loss? Was that against uh, Rachel in the British Open? Uh,
0: hmm. I think one of her worst losses, and it's no disrespect to her as a player or anything, but when she lost to Madeleine Perry at the British, mm. again, she was not in any fit mental state to be playing that event. yeah so
1: that's what That's
0: what happens yeah, you know
1: right. But it, it is, is—it is, um, you know, these, these are human beings. Like, exactly. And, and, and uh, you can't cocoon yourself from, from life.
0: Absolutely. You know? you know? And she learned every time she'd lose, she'd be like, right, not happening again. Yeah. And she wouldn't lose to anyone again for six months, right. eight months. Right. But I mean, she, she, had,
1: she had these periods, three or four years, where, you know, she wouldn't go undefeated the whole year, the whole yeah. season. But, she, you know, she, she would lose once, and then, you know, three tournaments would go by where she would, you know...
0: Yep, she's like, those. I'm not doing that again. And she'd sort herself out mentally, and then...
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, look, she's very unique. Uh, she's re- definitely got something there, mentally and physically, that's really yeah. beyond any other player right. I've ever seen.
1: Well, you, you, you worked with Heather Mackay uh, mm-hmm. as, a, as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I mean Heather's career was like that. You know, she didn't lose for sixteen years. Yeah, no and she right. was
0: a tough competitor as well. She right? did not want to lose. Yeah. So she, you know, she had, yeah, she mentally very, very strong. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe that's something. The X factor is is being mentally tough. Yep. You know, they, we always say that. You know, a true test of a champion is when you're not playing well
2: and mm-hmm. you still win.
1: That's it. And a true chess is maybe when things are going on in your life off the court and it's even harder to to perform, but you still grind it out. Well,
0: that's why Cairo for Nicole was probably one of her best wins because yeah. she should never have won that event. She was not in a fit state. She just was on survival. And that's not, you know, you want to win world titles when you, you're you elated, not relieved.
1: <laughs> that's a huge difference, right? It's a difference, isn't it? Yeah.
0: That's pressure.
1: Yeah that's yeah.
0: pressure mounting yeah. you know so yeah so that's the difference yeah mm.
1: yeah and i mean you've worked with dozens and dozens of players um you know low level club players and yeah. and uh, other world champions mm-hmm. you know vanessa yep. yep um a lot of women who got into the top you know 20 yep. 30 10
0: yep yep um you know, and everyone's potential isn't one, you know. Like, I'm very proud of, you know, working with people like, you know, Samantha Teran and yeah. who, you know, came from a country where there was no elite coaching. And when I started with her, she was, I think, about 27 years of age, about 28 in the world or 30 in the world. And, you know, I also had a plan for her. I said, look, you're going to make top ten, because she had guts and determination. Yeah. But she had to do a lot of work on a game. But we, we you know, we sort of worked away at it. She got to 11 in the world and then got injured.
1: Right.
0: And she just never really recovered after that, yeah. you know? So Well,
1: and that's the, one of the amazing things about Nicole. She's never had injuries.
0: No, never been injured. She's had a couple of little, like, Niggling. very surface, like, yeah. really, in the scheme of things. An everyday person gets more, you know, than what she's had. So, walking, down
1: walking down the sidewalk. Just walking down the
0: sidewalk, they get more of an injury than she's ever had. So, um, And
1: that, that's you know obviously incredible luck but mm-hmm. it's also a testament to her you know physio her, oh, all the stuff she's done yeah. to, to um... Malaysia
0: gave her a lot of opportunities which she took on board and she right. you know very you know lucky to have had that yeah but they saw her talent and they did the right thing right by giving her these opportunities to to develop that yeah so no i think they did a they had a tremendous vision for her because she did; she had something, you yep. know. That there's talent everywhere, isn't there? I mean, it's really. It's how, Then what do you do with it? Yeah. Can either be given the opportunity, because they can't do it on their own. They need skills to be yep. developed. Yeah. Or they get lost to. Yeah. You know. Whatever.
1: Well, wow. well, you have a a lot of wisdom uh, from this journey with with Nicole. Yeah,
0: she taught me a lot as a coach.
1: Yeah.
0: We we taught each other right. actually. I remember I used to do some pressure sessions with her. We didn't rely on that too much, but every now and again we'd sort of put a pretty heavy session in. And I'd be, my work rate would be right up. Like, I'm thinking, I can't even push myself any harder than this because she just is getting every ball back with interest on every shot. And I would just look in amazement. I'm just looking, she's making this look so easy. And I know that what I'm doing with this ball, it would be hard for any woman on the tour to get this ball back with interest now. And she would just plug away, plug away. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. So I used to walk off the court and go, my God, that's unbelievable what you just did there physically. You know? So, and I could give a pressure session. I couldn't do that to any other woman. Mm. They wouldn't cope.
1: It would be too fatiguing. Too fatiguing.
0: Yeah. 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 So, yeah, she certainly, you know, was amazing on that level. Yeah. Yeah. But she loved to work hard. I mean, she's not. She didn't do well because, just because of the mental side. It's yeah. the mental side. It was key. But she pushed herself physically, and she worked with. Um, it was all quality-based work. It wasn't quantity. You know, she never overtrained. She rested. Did proper rest when she was training so she'd always have a full rest day and her rest day was really a rest day she wasn't running around town doing other things
1: she wasn't dancing <laughs> no but not, not then
0: not then but in the, you know she just she trained well she rested well yeah mm. ate well ate well loves the, whole, the food the whole yep. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. totally you know that the, the all round professional athlete completely dedicated yeah to that profession yeah
1: what do you have planned, like, at the British Open, or you know, like what? I
0: have no plans. You know, what I mean? I'm like just going to be to, there, like,
1: to say goodbye to this. I don't know relationship. It's weird. I mean, I mean, like, yeah. you obviously are going to be seeing each other and in touch, and you oh, know, absolutely, even though you might be living on different continents. Yeah, like,
0: yeah. I don't know. I really, it's, yeah, it's a bit surreal.
1: I mean, you said earlier it was sort of like a mother-daughter relationship. It is, you yeah, know? and yeah. Um, mothers and daughters don't break up like it's you know the way a coach and a player might Mm -hmm. but it's um, yep it's going to be a different life it will it
0: will look it's just you know I always think your professional career is in the big picture of life it's a very small part of your life that's right so um, oh I think she's going to have tremendous time after squash really her next stage is going to be awesome yeah so so yeah. And this has been setting her up for that. Yeah. So I think, you know, she'll have a wonderful, wonderful next stage of her life. Yeah.
1: And you well as well.
0: I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> would be nice. As I said, I have a few more holidays. <laughs> Outside the glass would like
2: to thank our producer, Grant Irvin, our social media manager, Laurel Holly. And all our loyal listeners who have reviewed and rated the podcast, shared their enthusiasm for it on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and most importantly, has spread the word by talking about Outside the Glass with their squash buddies.